Welcome back, friends. Woo! We are on episode seven. Seven. I cannot believe that we are on episode seven. We are almost done. This is the last woman of the Bible that I'm going to talk about mm -hmm. for this season. Wow. And I was going to talk about Hannah. That was my intentions. But as I sat in church, Jesus said her. And I was uh -oh. like, I don't even know who her is. So, I am talking about the Canaanite woman, hmm. and Jesus wants me to read it from the Bible. Absolutely. So, bear with me because, you know, I, hopefully I don't stutter. <laughs> okay, Moses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Matthew 15, 21 through 28, it says, And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of... I don't know how to say these. Tyre? Tyre? Tyre. Tyre in Sidon? Sidon. Sidon. See? Well, it is what it is. And behold, a Canaanite woman from the region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fell from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And your daughter was healed. Her daughter was healed instantly. So, hmm. wild, right? You know, um, can we just touch on a little yeah. something right quick? So, I find it almost amazing how there were certain people, and again, I have to go back to that, you know, the series, The Chosen, there were certain people <clears throat> that Jewish people and Gentile people, meaning non-Jewish, right. that had a faith to believe for something that only Jesus could do. Right. Right. I mean, we've talked about, you know, a, a couple of things. We've talked about the woman with the issue of blood. Then there was a man named Jairus. His daughter was dying. She, you know. Right. There were so many people in the Old Testament and the New. I would have to believe that, you know, the scripture that says, ask and it shall be given to yeah. you. Seek, and you shall find. Mm -hmm. Knock, and the door will be open. Okay, granted, they probably, they didn't know that scripture yet. Right. And yet, I believe God the Father touched their heart to the point where they understood, if I just. Right, right. Um, 
she believed this Canaanite woman believed for what a I, child. What I find amazing about it is hmm. Jesus says, you know, like he says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Saying like, I came here for the house of Israel. And I think in the way I'm reading it, the way I would interpret interpret that is when I'm gone, it'll be for the Gentiles. But right now, it's for the house of Israel. And because of her faith, the timeline changed. Mm. Because of her, he said, okay, because of your faith, your daughter's healed. And then, and then look it after. And then I even wrote this on my notes is because of her, I think of the woman at the well. Remember the woman yes. at the well? And she said, why are you even talking to me? You're a Jew. Because of the Canaanite woman, all these other women hey. are yes. getting to have that. They were able to have him on earth mm. along with the house of Israel because of her faith. Come on. And, you know, as a mom, like you're going to do, her daughter was demon possessed. And back then, if you think about it, and I just think about Mary, but back then, I think that the demon possession was so, and it, it still runs rampant here. It's just, I don't know if it's hidden better or it like the, your eyes are blind to it where it was like, whoa, you are wild. You're like, right. you know what I mean? Mm. Where this mom seeing this daughter and now she's a Canaanite woman and I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what they believed in. Like, I don't know if they believed in God or I don't know what their faith was, I should say, the Canaanite woman. They, they didn't believe in in God the Father. and No, no. They had like Baal and right. That's what Moloch. I you know. They had other gods. Right. So they, she had to have heard about Jesus. Absolutely. So she's worshiping probably a different god. All her other gods could not get this demon out of her child. And obviously it doesn't say how long the child's been demon-possessed. She had to have heard about Jesus. Because I'm sure she didn't go see him preach. Why would she? There would have been no reason for her to see him. She just had to have heard of him. This, this guy that can cast out demons or heal the sick. And she did anything that she could. I mean, she dropped to her knees. Please. I know that I don't... I don't worship I don't worship the same God that you worship mm. Jesus but I know you can help me. She wasn't doing that to Baal, she wasn't doing that to any of her other right. gods. Right. She dropped her knees to this man that she doesn't know and begged him and because of her faith he healed her. You know? Right. I think Trisha, honestly let's go in for a minute. Because I'm thinking about so many other people with such a desperate need, a desperate need. The man, when Jesus was coming down off the mountain of transfiguration and there was a big commotion at the bottom of the mountain and Jesus is like, what's going on? And he said, a father says, I tried to have your apostles 
cast out this demon out of my son, which is constantly trying to kill my child. Right. And Jesus says, how long has it been since he was a child? Throws him in the fire, throws him in the water. And Jesus is like, get out of him. Right. And instant. Like, that's it. And, you know, the demon, the Bible says that the demon throws the child on the ground and everybody thinks the child's dead. Okay. I believe, Trisha, that the demons that happen today mm. and people are possessed by demons. For I sure, agree. for sure. I agree. But because there's so much drugs and alcohol and all this stuff, it doesn't need to do what it used to do because right. we feed it so well we, yeah, that it's, yeah, it's yeah. fat. We are willingly allowing it. Giving ourselves over. Right. So we don't, it doesn't need to just come in and act dramatic and foolish and try and kill us because... We're doing that on our own. Right. You know what I mean? And, right. I, you know, I, I don't mean that, you know, to to, to hurt anybody. Right. I'm just saying, you know, this, this is truthful. And then, you know, and I'm talking prescription drugs as much as street drugs. You right. know, right. we can abuse both. Even alcohol. Come on. And so I feel like, you know, even maybe innocently and i know we touched on this too right but you know you're reading horoscopes and mm. cards and all this stuff you're opening a gateway without even knowing that that's what you're doing right and because you feel the energy and and you, if you know that there's energy out there, I'm sorry, you got to know that there's good energy and bad energy just because you feel like it's good energy. If it's not coming from Jesus, if it's not coming from the Bible, if you're not finding your answers from the Bible, but you're finding your answers from astrology or uh, on the Internet, you're not getting it from Jesus. It's not the light. It's darkness. Even right. if you feel like it's light, it's not. Right. And I, I hate to say that and sound like I'm being judgmental or anything, but it's the truth. It is. And so, you know, I feel like we open ourselves up to things that, you know, when you're going to want to close the door because you're afraid and you've got things going on, you know, that's where Jesus comes in. Which is very true because as Canaanite woman, right? Something I wrote down here. So she probably worshipped whatever it is that she worshipped. It wasn't God. It wasn't mm. God the Father, the God that created it all. You right. know, it says, even the stars bow down to me. You know, she's worshipping something. But even though she was not of the house of Israel, she mm. was not of his house, of his family, she knew deep in her heart, mm. deep in her heart, there was something that was placed because God created us all, no matter who we worship. No matter who we worship, no matter where we're looking or getting our advice from, He's the one true God created us all. And He created us with something in our heart to yearn for Him. Right. No matter what. Right. So she had something deep in her heart that knew He could heal her daughter. Yep. 
So she went to him, even though, and honestly, if can we be real for a second about Jesus? Like one, he ignored her. Imagine going up to this guy, getting the courage <laughs> to go up to this guy mm-hmm. that you don't believe in the same God as him and begging. Cause that's what you do. And you're begging. Right. right. And he does it. He just ignores you. Like, okay, Jesus rude. Right. And you still, and then, and then you're going to call me a dog. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Come on. Come on. I would have been like, excuse me. Right? It's on and popping. Right. Call me a dog again. Let me take my earrings out. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, she humbled herself. Yes. She humbled herself Ugh. and was like, but even the dogs, Ugh. even the stray dogs take the crumbs. She didn't get proud. She didn't get hurt. She didn't get any of those things. And she's the reason why the timeline changed for the Gentiles of that time. So like the woman at the well. Them two are so much, like I don't know why they are coming at me so much. That's how I feel in my heart. Because just think about the woman at the well, how much she needed Jesus. Let's just say she was half Jewish and half Samaritan, half Gentile. So she was not full-blooded, the woman at the well. Right, right, You know, so... Where the Canaanite woman was. Was a full full, Gentile. Right. But she was an outsider. Right. And she just... She was an outsider. I think that's the biggest point. Like, how many times have you felt like an outsider? How many times did you feel like you didn't belong anywhere? I know for me, there's so many times, even now, that I just feel like I don't belong anywhere. Right. You know, but Jesus changed the story for you. And that's the truth. With the help of that Canaanite woman, Jesus changed the story for you. And everyone that tries to tell you otherwise is just that negative, that darkness. Because let's keep it real. I mean, if you believe me or you don't believe me, you believe in the Bible, you don't believe in the Bible, you can feel, if you close your eyes, you can feel something. You can feel something. If you want to believe in God, you don't want to believe in God, it's not my choice, it's not my job to convince anybody. It's not my job to tell you all my stories and convince you that God is real. I know God is real. Come on. I know God is real because of prayers that have been answered for myself. And I was thinking about this. No one can ever tell me that God isn't real Mm -hmm. because I've prayed things for myself and they've happened. But when I've prayed things for other people Mm. and they come true and it had nothing to do with me, wasn't anything I did. And I know with a thousand percent fact that it had nothing to do with me but it could only be God. You're never going to tell me that there's God, there's no God. So I'm not trying to convince anybody. Right. But we all feel like outsiders at some point. And if we close our eyes, we can feel that there's something there. Yeah. So stop being stubborn, I guess. Right? Right. Like, you know, and you, you, you hit it on the head. I think it's 
it's more of a humility pill than anything mm, yeah. you know because no matter like who who wants to submit to right a god you can't see right you know right. well it's like what you said last week too about raising your hand right and like opening yourself up to all of that right you know i find it so you know you you're talking about the realness of of jesus but i would even go as far as to say have you ever been in a worship service where people are worshiping jesus and you 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 don't care what people are thinking you don't care what people are saying you're there because you're desperate or you're there because you know you want a touch or you have broken circumstances yeah. that maybe only god can fix right. so you're here or somebody just invited you and you're like okay you know and all of a sudden three songs in and all you feel something come into the room right how can you walk away from that and deny it how can you walk away from whatever you want to call you want to call it energy hey have at it right you know what i mean you want to call it whatever you want to call it but how can you deny that y'all sitting in place having a worship service to a jesus and you can feel this Jesus step in the room. How do you walk away from that and say, that never happened? I you mean, can't. you can't, but you can. I, I'm a living testimony. You can, but deep down, can you honestly say that that really didn't happen? No, absolutely, uh, absolutely, absolutely not. Which is funny because as we're saying that, what I wrote down here is when you have deep wounds, mm. right? You need to speak them out. And that's what my pastor was saying is when you have deep wounds, you need to speak those wounds out. You need to stop ignoring them mm. and you need to stop hiding from them. Jesus. Because God won't. I put can't on here. God can't. No, God won't heal any of the wounds that you choose to hide or ignore. And that's the truth. The Bible says so. When you ignore it, it's another thing my pastor said, when you ignore it, your heart is infected mm. with anger, hurt, shame, you name it. It's infected when you ignore it. And, and when you ignore it and you say it, just like, oh, it's just like what I grew up knowing or, oh, it's just, you know, it's fine, this little bit of anger that I have, or, you know, she hurt me, but it's fine, I'm tough. Mm -hmm. No, you have deep wounds, and whatever those deep wounds are, you need to speak it out in Jesus' name. Yeah. You need to speak it out in kindness so that Jesus can heal it and Come take on. it from the root. Because... You may not be trying to hurt anybody when you're speaking out on your wounds, but you might hurt somebody unintentionally. Right. But the only way to heal yourself 
is through Jesus. And through Jesus says, you have to speak it out because you're speaking it out in light. When you don't, you're keeping it in darkness. And that's the truth. And the other thing he said, my um, pastor was saying, which I wrote down is don't embrace your wounds as your identity. Don't use it and let it be your armor. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I, I felt that to my core because I was just speaking to somebody the other day and I said to her, I'm a tough person. I know I am. And by that, I mean, I can snub you. I could be like, and hold this in and be tough and make you feel bad or make you know that I, I'm, I'm angry, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm that tough, that toughness about me. I don't know how to explain it, but I, I know, you know what I mean? I do. And I don't want to be that. And you know, the past couple years, Jesus has been walking me through my pains mm -hmm. and my wounds and my hurts and that toughness. You know, it's been two years, two and a half, almost three years that I've started speaking about my wounds, my deep wounds, not just like, oh, somebody hurt my feelings. Like, no, I have deep wounds. You know, my dad wasn't around right. for my majority of my life where I needed him to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Deep wounds with my mom. I have to speak those wounds out. And you know what? Jesus has been softening me because of it. That toughness that I feel yeah. that I was. I'm not using it as my armor anymore. And it's a beautiful but scary thing because all I know is how to be tough. Humility and vulnerability. Right. Those are two attributes that Jesus calls us to. All I know is how to be tough. Mm. All I know is how to worry about it for myself. Isn't it beautiful how he turns it for you? But slowly. Mm -hmm. And he never will do it fast. And he won't force you to do it. Right. You gotta you know? speak it. He's not gonna make you feel any type of way. If you wanna hold it, you can hold it. Absolutely. But I do believe that when you hold it like this, you're like hold like a pen. I'm holding on to it. Jesus, no, I'm not <laughs> going to. And he says, okay, uh -huh. but I'm just gonna keep doing this. I'm gonna tick, tick, tick. And he's just tapping at it, tapping at it. And slowly it's like fading mm. off and coming off that hardness for that one specific thing that he's like, okay, now I can pull it out. Now yes. I can take that pin and pull it out. Mm. And I, it's, it's a beautiful thing how when you're in Jesus, he doesn't leave you the way that he found you. Yeah. Little by little, he puts you together the way that he intended you to be. Right. You right. know, it takes a lot of courage, a lot of pain, a lot of tears. But how beautiful the picture of your life is. Right. And hopefully the end of your life, you can look back and go, only he did that. Right, right. Only he did that. Because I, I can say that now. Right. You know? Me too. No, for sure. I didn't write this down, but it just came to my mind because I have it written down on my phone from church. But 
regardless if you believe in God or not, but this is for like the people that do walk with Jesus. How proud do you think God is? Because he saw you forgive. He saw you let down that toughness. He saw you do all the things that was really hard for you to do. He saw that and how proud he is of you to do it. I just find that to be beautiful too because maybe somebody, I know for me, that's, that makes me feel good, worthy, that he sees me. Mm. You know what I mean? He sees me and he's proud of me for things that are hard for me to do that he asks me to do and I do it. Even with a voice that shakes mm. or eyes that cry, I do it. I don't do it all the time. But lately I have been. Right. And how proud he is of me. And I've always had people that I can say like, oh, they, they, my mom and my dad have been proud of me, I'm sure. Like, I'm their kid, I get it. But right. not proud of me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that feeling that I've never felt that feeling before until recently, you know? And... I don't know, I just, I want to encourage whoever's listening, if you don't know Jesus that way, I pray mm. that Jesus touch you, the Holy Spirit touch you right now, yes. because that relationship is like nothing else, mm. nothing else. I mean, years, years, years I've been praying for one specific thing, years. Yeah. for my husband and he came to church by himself on his own and then the next week he said oh I was going to come to church with you on his own he said that that's not me and the week prior of me of him coming to church it was me being vulnerable in my car and honestly to be honest with you I'm not a perfect Christian. I get it wrong way more than I get it right. Come and on. to be honest, I was yelling at God in my car. That's not a perfect Christian right there, yelling at the God Almighty who created the heavens and the earth. But I'm yelling at him mm -hmm. and saying, I must not be worthy enough because you don't want to answer my prayer. Obviously, I did something wrong to deserve the life that I have. And he answered it. A and he later. said, daughter. Come on. And it's funny because when I, after I seen that, I watched The Chosen and it was him calling the woman with the issue of blood, daughter. Mm. And it broke me because I am his daughter. He's proud of me. And he's proud of you too. You just have to let him in to feel it and again just close your eyes and, and you can feel you can feel the presence around you come on because there's two presences around you there's good and then there's bad and you can feel it if you if you shut your mind down for a second you can feel it yep and jesus just wants to get a hold of it 
and he asks us to let me in very softly. I'm knocking and I'm here. Are you going to let me in? Amen. He doesn't force it and he never will. But will this life be enough? Mm. Will this life be enough that when it's over, was Baal enough? Was the stars that even the stars bow down? Was yourself enough? Just make sure. And I remember my pastor saying it when I first got saved. He was very blunt and very honest and he said, just make sure that whatever God you've created, he's going to be there to bat for you. Mm. I didn't know what was going to happen. I really thought, yo, everybody, when we die, everybody goes to heaven. Yeah. I did. Though. Right, right. I did. No, I mean, you know, I just thought that you just died and that was it. There was no heaven, no, no hell. Before I got truly saved and started walking with Jesus, I just thought there was... That's all made up. It's all hullabaloo. Really? I didn't think there was anything. There was nothing. You close your eyes, done. Your life here on earth is done. That's it. Yeah. I just thought everybody went to heaven. Like all dogs go to heaven. Right. All people go to heaven too. <laughs> you like, know, like... See you there. <laughs> but, you know, I, I didn't know, you know... I remember purgatory and, right. you know, because I, I was Catholic and, uh, you know, it's just, it's, you know, just make, sh make sure that whatever you believe is going to be there to bat for you mm. when your life is done. And we don't say that to like scare anybody because I, I don't, I don't want to scare anybody. I don't want... I don't, I don't want to force you. It's not my job. But my worst enemy, I wouldn't want to see going to hell. And that's what the Bible, and I believe every single word of this Bible. I believe that the disciples that got ripped apart Eesh. for what they seen Jesus do. And homeboy, Jesus going to the cross, who was there? They all fled. They all like, see ya. Bye. I'm not getting, I'm not dying. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what happened? What happened? Because that changed. The disciples changed and then they lost their lives because of it. So it has to be real. For Absolutely. that, for somebody, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure one of them got ripped apart by horses. Nobody's going to die like that. Okay. And I just know. I can feel it. And I'm so thankful for this Canaanite woman and her faith. Mm. She didn't even know she had faith. And he said, your faith, she's going to be, your daughter's going to be all right. She, I don't even think she understood what faith was. Come on. Like real faith. You know what I mean? Yeah. She just knew that this guy could heal my daughter. Which is wild to me because she probably did serve like a bale or whatever. And her daughter's demon possessed. <laughs> Like, it wasn't just sick. She wasn't just sick. She wasn't about to die. No, she was demon-possessed. Come on. Like, they knew that more than we know that now. They understood that more. And the scariness of it, 
even if they weren't serving the one true God. They knew we don't want to be demon-possessed. You know, I got to say this. We, um, I may just step on some toes, but I'm sorry. Even a parent, you need to be careful what you open yourself up to because it may not affect you. Mm. That demon, and I'm just going to call it for what it is, that demon may fall to your child. Right. Because the Bible says that too. You may not feel like it affected you. You opened yourself up to nonsense. Right. Psychic readings and just... Okay. Mm -hmm. It didn't affect you. But it surely is going to affect your child. And... It's the truth. She's proof. Right. 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 So, wow. you know, and it, there's story after story after story in the Bible that 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 was the case it didn't affect the parent but it did affect the child in such a way that it just the, right. the child was just off the rail so you know that's wild that's so wild i mean i'm thankful for the canaanite woman because regardless of what she did Come she on. knew where to go go to absolutely regardless of who she worshipped, regardless of the things of her past, and it, you don't even know her name. The Canaanite but woman. She, but she is praised, even though she was called a dog. Right. She was still praised. She's in the Bible. Right. And she's not, she's not, again, she's not Jewish. Right. But she's in the Bible. And her story to, to just give her praise right. is there. Right. So what does that say? Right. You know? Come on. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I just know that there's so many people out there that are hurting, yeah. that feel the depression, that have that sadness, that feel so alone, that they don't feel like they are part of anything, a part of a house or a part of a family or part of a friendship mm. or part of, of marriage. You know? Truth. And that is the truth. Jesus just wants to come in and hold you. Yeah. He's so tender. Yes. And we make it so complicated. You know, we think that there's, and I know like you just said it, like we have a tunnel vision, you know? And again, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes every single day. I am not a perfect Christian, but what Jesus is doing in my life and how he's restoring me. I just want everyone to feel that. Amen. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I've been there. I've been sad. I've been depressed. I've been anxious. I've been there. Right. I've been lonely. I've been there feeling like I'm not wanted even in my own family. Come on. I get it. The only thing that's different now is that I have Jesus every single day. And it's not hard to read the Bible. Right. It's not. Get a Bible that, it, I get the message Bible. Come I call on. that my ghetto Bible because that Bible I can understand. And then you go from there. Just read. Just 
read, go to John and read about Jesus, mm. about the man that came for you. Come on. And cried to his father because he had anxiety of not wanting to go to the cross and die. He Mm. knew what was about to happen, but he still did it anyway. He still did it anyway. And he did it for you. Absolutely. He did it for you to be able to worship another God. Mm. That's deep. To worship whatever you wanted to. To be unfaithful and an adulterer. Mm. Let's call it for what it is. That was me my entire life. Until he decided he was going to get a hold of me. Me? I was mean. Bitter. He's so good, isn't he? He's so good. And I definitely don't deserve it, but he still went to the cross. Come on. He still went to the cross, and I don't deserve it, but he still went to the cross, and he went to the cross for you. He went to the cross for your family. He went to the cross for your kids, but it starts with you. Come on. So, if you're interested in reading about the Canaanite woman, I know I said it, but it's in Matthew 15, 21 to 28, or even in Mark 7, 24 to 30. Mm. Read it. It's powerful. Beautiful story. It's beautiful, and because of her... Jesus's timeline changed for the women, the men and women, children on his timeline. Right. How powerful is that? Amen. I think you should speak to the, to the women and tell them your heart. If you are sad or lonely Mm. or depressed, feel like you don't have anyone and you're just sitting here and you're listening and you're going, driving to work or you're in your room and you have your earphones in and you're just like, yes, that's me. I I don't feel like I belong anywhere. I want you to know that I did too. Mm. I want you to know for a long time, even still today, even though I walk with Jesus, I still sometimes feel like I don't belong. But Jesus says that you belong to him. And he left his throne to come here so that you had a spot with him in heaven when you die. When you fall asleep and you open your eyes, you can enter the gates with him. And there is no sickness, there is no sadness, there's no depression, there's no anxiety, there's no hunger. Jesus. There's none of that in heaven. Mm. Everything that is good is there. And he's given us this earth, this time, this short period of time on earth to enjoy it. And if you're not enjoying it, if you're constantly battling with anxiety or suicidal thoughts or depression or loneliness, Mm. he wants to take you by the hand and say, son, daughter, give it to me. Give it to me and I'm going to walk with you. 
So Jesus, I ask that each and every person that is listening to the sound of my voice, that they feel your Holy Spirit, even if they don't know you, I pray that they feel your spirit lingering around, knocking at the door. I pray, Jesus, that they open the door for you right now. I ask you, Jesus, that you take them by the hand and if anything, pick them up and carry them. Yes. Carry them until they're able to walk on their own two feet. I ask you, Jesus, to become real for them. Not some type of religion for them, but real, a relationship, a loving, passionate relationship with you. I ask all of that in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, this was a beautiful, beautiful, I can feel the presence of Oof. God so strong from the time we started. Right. Like he's got me just. I do too. Yeah. It's wild. Well, that's episode seven. I'm so thankful that he said her. Come on. He said her. Yes. That's all he said to me is her. And I thank you that you came, you listened. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget that every Tuesday a new episode is live. Mm -hmm. I thank you for coming. I hope that you tune in next week. Yes. Until then. We are kicking, kicking it with, with Jesus. Jesus.